BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi guys, today my guest is one of the coolest, chicest people I know, fashion designer Anina Bing. I seriously want everything she always wears and designs. Anina Bing launched her brand in the summer of 2012 out of a small garage in Los Angeles on a mission to create pieces that represented her unique and accessible style. Today, her company, Anina Bing, is a global fashion house for women who seek effortless essentials with a little edge. With her robust social community and a brand-first mentality, Anina has combined her European roots with vintage Americana to create a wardrobe as dynamic as the women wearing it. I am so excited to hear and share her story with you. Here is Anina Bing. So Anina and I met like... I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago at a skincare event. And I feel like I was immediately obsessed with you and was like, I need to look <laughs> like you. But Anina Bing is an amazing fashion designer. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I want you to tell us how you got started in the fashion industry, because I know that's not really what you started in as a career woman, right? Like, well, sort of, but I have had many, many Curious. So it started when I was 14. I started modeling. I, lived okay. in, I grew up in Denmark, born in Denmark. And so I traveled the world as a model, came to LA when I was about 20. In my early 20s, I changed path and got into music. Mm-hmm. And I was in a band for a couple of years. Oh my gosh. Um, what instrument did you play? Guitar. And oh I wrote the gosh. songs. And, I had and, no idea. And I was a singer. Amazing. Uh-huh. So I've done a couple of different things. I had a blog for many years before blog even was a thing. I yeah. had a blog. For, I think I had the blog for about 10, 12 years or something. And I think it was through the blogging and the modeling and the music, all that combined together, that my interest started in for clothing. Yeah. And, and that's when the idea to start my own brand right. came to life. Right. So what made you want to move to Los Angeles? I instantly fell in love with the city when I came the first time. I think it's a super creative place. And I felt like I could be myself here. There's room for everybody, uh, no matter what you want, what like career path you want to take, mm-hmm. no matter how you dress, what you look like. Like so everybody true. can find their part 
in this city. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. So did you move here with your husband or did you meet him here? No, I was young back then. Yeah. And I, I was single and yeah. and young and, yeah. and a little lost and kind of just like was searching for mm-hmm for my way in life. Right. And then you just fell in love with Los Angeles and you put some Film. roots down. Exactly. Started my band. I had the blog at the same time. And and people always came to me and asked, where did you get that? And right. like always wanted to know about my style. And I was really good at finding those special pieces at the flea markets that mm-hmm. we are so lucky to have here in LA, all yeah. the vintage shops, flea markets. So I think that's kind of when the idea popped in. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get started with it because I mean I had my clothing line I know it takes a lot of financing it takes knowing production there's so many different things that people don't know that aren't the glamorous parts of having a clothing line like how did you really start doing it um I was so lucky um first of all I had saved some money back from the modeling days Mm -hmm. uh enough to start this line then I, at this time, when I started line, I had met my husband okay. and he had a background in production. So he knew oh. exactly how to produce and had all the contacts for that. Mm-hmm. I knew how to reach out to an audience because I had a big following from the music. Yeah, from the music, the modeling and yeah. from my blog. Okay. It was like in the early stage of Instagram before all brands knew the power of Instagram. Right. So, so we, you know, the idea came to start this brand and we started small out of our garage and and slowly built it from there. You know, yeah. we had maybe 10 SKUs when we started and and had a little space in Silver Lake yeah. and shipped out all the orders ourselves, packed, wow. the customer service, designed. We, you know, we did it all and then slowly built the brand from there. Right. What did your husband do before that he had the background in production? Was he working in fashion? Yeah, his whole yeah, life. He had his whole life. Okay. Couple of clothing stores yeah. in Denmark. He, so he knew... produced yeah, he's Danish as well. And yeah. So he knew that whole part. And I I knew the whole all the side, the design right. part, the social media, the marketing, um, and all that. And from right. my modeling background, I knew how to take a, you know, find the right models, the photographers, and put together the team to right. shoot the products in right. the right way. And all well, because that. that's so important, obviously, the mm-hmm. image that you put out there. So you're like the visionary, and he's the one that maybe gets like the back end going and yeah. just a little bit you know, of like the nitty gritty. Chief creative yeah. officer, and he's the CEO. But you know, our roles overlap very much. Right. And, and today we're a big team. We're about 70 people in the office, I think. Oh uh, and then we have soon 15 stores around the world. So so it's been quite a journey, you know. And I'm still learning every day. And, of course. And, and so is he, you know, from me. So yeah. So when did you guys decide that you wanted to work together in your relationship? Like, how did that come about? Because it's hard for a husband and wife to work together, I'm sure. I mean, uh-huh. I try to do it with my husband. Sometimes he films my YouTube stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, it's it's too complicated. Now I'm like, I need to hire someone else to do this. Like, I don't know how you do it. It is hard, but it just, it just happens so naturally. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we had planned. Now we're going to do it. It just it happens so organically and... And I think it was harder in the beginning when we were smaller because mm-hmm. it was just me and him in that garage doing it all and yeah. getting annoyed with each other. Of course. Now we have a big team and I sit in my office with my design team. He sits in the other office and we don't even see each other every day at the office. Right. You know? So so it's challenging, but it's also super amazing to have built this dream with with my husband and my of best course. friend, you know, and yeah. and and experiencing this together right. with, with him. Yeah. So when you guys are home together, is it hard not to talk about work? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it sucks when you, if you have a bad day at the office and then come home, then that energy kind of continues, right? But of if course. you have, when there's amazing moments, then it's so exciting and you want to continue talking about it, right? Right. But, but we also try, I have learned when and when not to ask, you know. Certain questions yes. or pushes buttons. <laughs> yeah. I remember in the beginning we were about to go to bed and I was like, did you remember to order the 24 in those jeans? Yeah. And like... No, you you leave it outside. Totally. You have to pick and choose your battles. But it's like that with everything, whether you work with your husband or not, you always have to pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. What's so inspiring about you is that you were really in on the ground floor of knowing the power of social media and knowing how important that was in order to gain exposure and then make money from it. How did you have this insight? Like, I just feel like you have been doing this for, you know, longer than most people knowing yeah. how important it was. Like, what was it that really helped you know that? I think since I started my blog, is it almost was it 15 years ago? So, yeah. you know, like I was so early in the game and, and I just, I could see the power when I blogged about a beauty product or something. People wanted it instantly, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's also how the idea came to life that I wanted to do See Now by Now. I didn't want to work traditional with traditional seasons I wanted yeah. to drop new style we drop new styles weekly mm-hmm. uh, and that way you know we keep it interesting and I just understood that from the blogging and Instagramming right. from early on and and I just took the opportunity to make a big business out of it yeah I mean it makes so much sense to me when I used to go to fashion shows I would watch them and I would be like this is great and this is so inspiring and so cool but like am I going to want this in six months? Like I want it right now. So it is so great that you had the foresight to do this. Yeah. Is that the marketing plan? Basically, like you aren't necessarily showing everybody what you're doing so much in advance. Like you really want, if you're photographing something, you want to make sure it's definitely available. available. Right. Sometimes I can tease things, but most of it. Yeah. When we show it, that means they can shop it. Right. Yeah. And and how do you do forecasting of like production numbers? Like how do you know when something is going to be like crazy on fire sale or, you know, that that must be mm-hmm. so difficult. You know, it's very much gut feeling. I, yeah. I often know when I design a piece with my team, this is going to be a bestseller. Yeah. And, and other, you know, we've been around for now seven years. Mm-hmm. And so it's a learning process too. We, we now know what works for us, what doesn't work. And then, then it's really much... Like me and our buyer that work very tight together to to make the buy. Right. And now a word from our sponsor. Have you guys heard about FabFitFun? It's a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. They basically take all the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. And each box is customized to your specific interests. Right now, some of my favorite products in their box are the Anthropology Travel Yoga Mat, which is amazing. I know for me, working out while traveling is a hassle and not something I get to all the time. They also have, which I desperately need right now, the Wander Beauty Baggage Claim Gold Eye Mask in a six-pack. I mean, if you could see my eye bags right now, you would die. Sunny has been up at 5 a.m. for the past seven days straight, and I am in desperate need of these Baggage Claim Gold Eye Masks by Wander Beauty. The boxes are worth over $200 in product, and you get it for only $49.99 per season. Many of the products cost more than you would actually pay for the entire box. You can treat yourself or your friends. Why not 
get a little something for your friend that just keeps on giving. You learn about so many new cool products that you would never have the chance to learn about. It's more than just a box. In addition to the box, members can gain access to members-only flash sales called add-on sale. And members also receive access to on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV. And remember, your box is totally customizable, so it can reflect your personal style. Many of the products in the box are from female-founded companies. Each season, FabFitFun also partners with a nonprofit to raise funds and awareness. This season's is the City of Hope. The City of Hope is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses by turning science into a practical benefit, hope into reality. There's a million reasons to subscribe for the box. I'm offering you guys $10 off your first box if you use the coupon code WITHWIT at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, that's www.fabfitfun.com. Use the code WITHWIT for $10 off your first box. And now back to our conversation. When you guys started, it it was like 10 pieces. What were some of those pieces? Denim. Mm -hmm. I love denim. And Mm -hmm. that was like one of the reasons I wanted to start a brand. Um, Mm -hmm. T-shirts. I think there was a dress, leather jacket, two leather jackets. And then a pair of boots came very early on too. Right. And those are still obviously uh-huh. what you're known for. Yeah, the Charlie Boots. Yeah. So how would you describe your line to someone that is just being introduced to it? It's very effortless, that kind of uh, model of duty look. Yes. You know, I want My husband be- always wants me to dress like a model of duty. I'm <laughs> like, what should I wear tonight? He's like, just like that model of duty look. <laughs> you know, it's, I want it to be super simple and easy yeah. for women. You know, we live such busy lives yeah. and I want it... You know, if you drop off your kids in the morning, run off to a meeting, and then you go out for dinner at night, you know, the modern woman, she want to wear the same thing and not, like, change 10 times a day, right? Right, so right. it's, you know, denim, that perfect white T-shirt, blazer, leather jacket, a cool pair of boots, and, and you just look cool no matter what situation you're in. And right. You, and it's comfortable, you know, you, I feel at least when I dress, I feel like myself, and I just feel like a better version of myself. Totally. I mean, that's what I love about your line, is that there are so many great basics that you can wear so many different ways. Yeah. When you're putting together looks, like, do you put a bunch together at a time, and then have a week planned out, or are you one of those people that is, it's just so easy for you to pick out a look, and you just pick out a new look every day? Like, even if you only have a second to get ready, you know? I get ready very quick, but I also think if you have an edited wardrobe, I'm I love cleaning up, you know, and I yeah. do that in all areas in my life. But if you have a very edited closet with only keep the stuff that you really love and wear, you know, mm-hmm. like five pair of denims, a couple of T-shirts, a couple of blazers, jackets, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. that you feel your best in, then it's so easy to just get dressed in the morning. You grab a pair of jeans, throw on that T-shirt and a blazer, and then you're ready to go, right? Yeah. So, so just like build those building blocks in your closet and and that makes life easier. What are like the key basic things you always have in your closet, in your wardrobe that never go out of style? A charcoal pair of denim, blue mm-hmm. pair of denim, a black, you know, you need those denim that right. is right for your body type mm-hmm. and that you just love. A couple of t-shirts I love, as you can see, I'm wearing today just a white t-shirt. I think that looks so good under a blazer, under a leather jacket. Um, then you need a couple of boots couple of pumps, yeah, blazers, leather jackets, maybe like a cozy cashmere knit or something. Yeah. I love basic with a rock and roll twist, you know, that yes. rock and roll leather jacket, maybe a printed cool vintage inspired t-shirt. Those pieces combined with a more classic look. Yes. 
I love that. Talking about your social media and about your photography, I mean, you always have new photos, new looks. How do you plan out that social calendar? Are these all things that are really well thought out or are they just sporadic in the moment photo shoots? You know, how are you just constantly churning out <laughs> new content? You know, I we I am a content creator and yeah. we have an in-house photographer, you know, so yeah. he shoot like do a million other things for the brand. But the days I come in and feel good, then I text him, come downstairs and yeah. take my my photo. And yeah. so some things are more planned and other things mm -hmm. are more in the moment. Right. Uh, yeah. And you've always, it's always been very important to you that you, you know, be the face of your collection. I know you do have models on your website yeah. and your lookbooks and whatnot have other models, but you know, it was something that I struggled with a lot at the beginning. I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to be the face of my brand just because like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that. And mm -hmm. sometimes I think that's where I failed a little bit because people want to get the whole picture, right? Like they want to know who you are in like your whole vibe. And if it's just on a model that nobody knows, they're not really feeling like they know you or feeling as mm. connected. What made you feel like, I mean, is it hard to just like always be the face and the outward facing person of the brand? Um, yes and no. You know, I love what I do and I love to inspire that way. We also have an Instagram account just purely for the brand and I'm, yeah. I'm not on that one. Okay. So I have my own one where I show them glimpse into my business life and my life as a mom and and whatever I do and show mm -hmm. the way I love to wear the clothes. And then we ha also have the Anina Bing official account, which is for the people who are only purely interested in the brand, you know? Yeah. But I think we are a founder-led business and brand. And and I love being out here talking about it and hopefully inspire other women to go follow their dreams, you yeah. know? And But it was also very important for me to not be the model of the brand. Like we have right. models on the website. I am the creative director. And right. I just show, show glimpse from that side of the business. Right. Okay, right. When you guys were thinking about opening up stores, where was your first store, by the way? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. How did you guys think about where was next? And how, I mean, it has grown so quickly. And you have mm. now, you said 15 yeah, stores? We're opening four more within the next couple of weeks. So oh. I guess when this pot is out, yeah, oh we, my gosh. we have 15 stores. Yeah. So incredible. Thank you. So LA was first. New York. Yes. Uh, and are they all designed the same? More or less. You, yeah. you for sure know when you walk into a store, you 100% know you are in a Anina Bing store. Right. And they're very inspired by my own home and my own style. It's my husband, actually, who who put them all together and really? style it. Yeah, he has, I was going to ask who uh -huh. was the interior designer, yeah, no. who thought of the whole vision behind <laughs> it's it. It's my husband. He he is, you know, the business side of the... But he's also have a very creative a mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he does an amazing job at our stores. He pick out the furnitures that he has the whole vision for them and yeah. I of course come with my input but he should take the credit for it right. for the, for the stores for sure how do you constantly find like creativity and find inspiration you know because your line is so much about reinventing basics but I always struggled with like okay how am I going to know what's going to be in style in six months for a year where am I finding the inspiration mm. from without having, you know, this input from Instagram and magazines mm. and, you know, what other people are wearing. Like, how do you just stay true to you and find inspiration? I have a tattoo here saying, be true, be you. And that's yeah. something I really tried to do in the collection. And 
I think, you know, I really know my own personal style now and I really know the style of the brand. I'm not trying to create some new amazing trends. I yeah. really, I really build those basic and those building blocks for your closet. Of right. course, with twists of in-seasonal colors uh, inspired by, yeah, of course. Right, but like if lilac, if you know that lilac is going to be a big color for next spring, then you'll have a lilac sweater. Of course, so yeah. but it's not super trend-driven. Right. And so that way, it's easy to stay true to myself. And, and I find inspiration everywhere, you know, living yeah. in LA, street style, old movies. Uh, yeah. Nature. Everything. Like so you know, things. I was just yeah. in Mexico a few weeks ago. You know, traveling, there's, there's inspiration. I'm never not inspired, I think. Right. No, I think that's such an amazing way to live life is to just always be aware of your surroundings and see how you can, like, bring that into your career. Yeah. You guys do shoes, mm -hmm. denim, mm -hmm. obviously regular clothing, T-shirts, mm -hmm. outerwear, jewelry, lingerie. sunglasses, lingerie. Handbags. We do. Hats. Yes. Oh. Almost everything. Yeah. What are we missing even? <laughs> well, there's more thing to come. <laughs> Is there, can you talk about anything else that you guys are working on right now? Not exactly. We, work, we have a perfume all and we're working on a Amazing. new perfume that I'm super excited about. Uh, we've been working on it for a long time oh and gosh. I'm super proud of how it's coming out. So I'm excited for that. And then there's a few other categories that I would like to add on. Yeah. But we also, you know, we're so busy opening all these doors, growing the team. So... So everything needs its own time too. Right. So when with all these stores, do you feel this pull to have to visit them all the time and travel all the time? I mean, obviously you're a working mom of two. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that whole juggle? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not easy. Now my, my son is in kindergarten and my daughter is in third grade, so it's getting easier to travel. It was so hard when they were babies. I, I can't even imagine. No, I hated it. Yeah. It was the worst, <laughs> worst feeling in the world. But now... You know, I go when we open a new store, I go for the opening, yeah. I go to do press, uh, but then I necessarily don't go back to that store right. for, for a couple of years, you know, right. so, uh, but I do travel a lot in, within the next couple of two months. I'm going to go to Sydney to oh open a gosh. store in Sydney. I'm, we'll go to Miami, San Francisco, uh, Hamburg, Germany, you know, so, so it, it is busy for sure, but it's always exciting, you know, to get out of LA and, and see, see the world. Yeah. It's like you have a little home and all these different cities yeah. that you can call your yeah. own. That's so cool. What does a typical day in your life look like? A typical day in my life? Mm -hmm. I guess no days are the same, but mm -hmm. I try now when the business is a little bit more in control with a huge team and all that, I try to drop my kids in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so I wake up at about 5.30, 6. <gasps> naturally I, or with an alarm clock? Naturally. Oh my, what time do you go to sleep? Early, 9.30 or 10. Oh my <laughs> I'm exhausted. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. I've actually been going to sleep at 9 o'clock every night mm -hmm. recently too. My husband's like, he just lays there <laughs> with his eyes open. But that, I mean, we need the sleep. Yes. And then I wake up, you know, 5.30 and I feel ready for the day. So yeah. sometimes, um, yeah, I wake up, I maybe meditate if mm -hmm. I have time. Uh, then I make a smoothie for me and the kids. Yeah. That's something new that I'm trying to, instead of just give them them cereal that I, right. like I've been doing for so many years, I want them to get more nutrients. So yes. smooth is our new thing. So yes. go and make them a smoothie. Then we have that together. Um, pack the lunch boxes and drop them in school. After that, I drive to my office in downtown have meetings all day, uh, photo shoots, um, interviews, podcasts, right, you know, right, there's a million right. different things. Um, 
And then sometimes I pick up the kids if I have time. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be home to dinner at least every night yeah. for dinner. And then, you know, I when I'm not working, I love just to be home and yeah. hang out with my family. And sometimes I have business dinners at night, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, or it's, events. Yeah, totally. it's so all different. It's all different. And I travel a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So when I travel, then my husband will be home with the kids and we take turns. So we're not away at the same time. Yeah. Um, but you try to get into the office every day. Yeah. Yeah. Most it's so important to know what's going on there. I think it is, at least yeah. for me. And I, you know, I love it. And I'm involved in so many parts of the business. What do you think were your biggest challenges in the early stages of building your business? Whew, so many. You know, yeah. it's super hard to build a business. Uh, it's amazing. But it's also, now when I look back at it, it's insane how much work we put into it. You I know, know. I, I literally didn't have a life outside the business right. or being a mom. It was just, you know, I didn't come from a business background, so I had to learn everything by doing. And I was so lucky to learn so much from my husband, who yeah. who knew so much. But it's, you know, it's been frustrating. It's been fun. It's been uh, exhausting, rewarding. It's it's everything, you know. Right. Do you guys work with retailers or your only e-com, like, direct-to-consumer and no, your we own work stores? with retailers, too. So yeah. about 300 uh, wholesale oh, accounts. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, so we had, like, Net-A-Porte, Nordstrom, yeah. all these shop Okay, because uh, so, that's where up. it was always complicated for me. I mean, I feel like, obviously, direct-to-consumer is the greatest business because yeah, you have that's the most how control we over that. Yes. And then, obviously, once that takes off, the retailers want a piece of it. But that was always, for me, like, I felt like, they could make you or break you because you just never know like the returns and yeah but we've been really you know setting our own terms and we started as a direct-to-consumer business that part of the business is of course great for us but we don't let them run our business that's so important Yeah. yeah I mean it's so important to not let anybody walk all over you like that. Like you have to set your own terms. I 100%. think because I didn't really have a big background. I was just so excited to like yeah. get into Nordstrom's or of getting course. to Bloomingdale's. And you want to please them all. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, can we have these terms and mm. this return policy? And, blah. Yeah. and I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever works. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you one there. item doesn't sell and you have this huge markdown that yeah. it's like, yeah. So yeah. it's. For me, I feel like the the biggest hurdle was just the financing of of mm. the entire thing because to be in the fashion industry, I it is one of those businesses. Well, like most businesses, that w- I feel like it takes a lot of money in order to make money mm. because it's you want to be producing all these shoots and producing lots of sample sets and building up stores and really making it seem like it's a lot bigger than it maybe actually is. And so the financial part was the hardest. Part for me. Yeah. I think we grew yeah. it very organically. So, yeah. you know, we started just as an e-com business and, yeah. and then when we had sold enough uh, denim to invest in something new, then we did that. And then yeah. slowly we got into one store, you know, and then one more. And so it, it happened so organically. So, yeah. and now today with the manpower we have, then we can deal with that pressure, you know, yeah. that you're talking about. So I know it's so important. I I felt like I just, I wasn't built for the fashion industry almost. It's a hard, like it's, it's hard. It's not for, it's not for everyone. It is a pressure, some kind of pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. and but you and did pressure. amazing though. I mean, I tried, but it's a, like so it's good. pressure to be creative all the time. You know, it's like even if you're not feeling inspired, it's just mm. like pressure to always be turning out something new. I don't know, but I I give you so much credit because I I do think that you are so amazing at making something that every woman can wear, but in a new way 
over Mm. and over and over again. Yeah. And now a word from our brand partner. So I have struggled a lot with not knowing whether I was ready to have a second child. And I don't really want the stress of that to come into my daily life. And one of the ways that I feel like I can take away that stress is to take a little bit more control and use this amazing company's product called Modern Fertility. Knowledge is obviously power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a child, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. So even if I did decide that I want to get pregnant a second time around in five years, I feel like using modern fertility's tests would allow me to know what I needed to do in order to get there. You've probably thought about the next step in your career and your relationship, but what about planning for a baby? Women are having children later in life, like possibly me, but biology hasn't changed and we need tools to understand the future of our fertility. It's essentially a quick and easy hormone test you can take at home. Whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or just want to know your options for the future, your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead. Proactive testing through your doctor can cost over $1,000, but with Modern Fertility, you can get the same information for just $159. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash withwit. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash with wit. I know I will be taking advantage of this. I hope you guys do too. One more time, that's modernfertility.com slash with wit. And now back to the chat. I want to talk about some trends for fall and winter Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to like clean out my closet, like get rid of all the summer stuff. What are some things that I need to invest in or or wear for fall and winter? You know, the fall and winter collection is my favorite to design. Yeah, I just love layers, you know. I think but I guess I come back, I guess I already touched this earlier when we talked about like the pieces to invest. But for fall, you want that chunky knit, you want some beautiful hat, a scarf, a mm-hmm. cool leather jacket. Uh, you want some, maybe a cool suit. I love, I'm very much into suits. I love these suits. days. You know, you can dress them up or down on, so a good suit. We're doing a corduroy suit. That's amazing. Ooh, um, I love corduroy. Mm-hmm. What kind of shoes? I mean, obviously boots. You have that, that like amazing boot you do. Are you, bring, do you always bring that back? The pointy toe with like the little heel? Yes. That will be something that will always be we do. Yeah. So when we yeah. nail a good boot, then we just do new versions of it. Right. You know? New and prints, yeah. new colors, new fabrications. Yeah. And we have many different boots. I just love boots. And yeah. I love, I like a little heel nut. I want it to be like comfortable so you Same. can wear it all day without your feet hurting. Right. Totally. So, so I'm all about boots in fall and winter. How do you de-stress? I mean, I know you talked about spending time with your family at mm-hmm. home, but what are some things you do by yourself? Because obviously I can imagine there are people pulling at you all the time. Mm. So many people coming at you and then your kids and your husband. What do you do for yourself to calm down? 
going back to what you asked about earlier, uh, you know, what, what was the biggest challenge with the business? I think that's it, you know, when everybody pulls on you and there's no time for myself. I didn't work out for the, like for eight years after I became a mom and started the business. I didn't take care of myself, didn't yeah. work out, didn't take a massage, didn't do anything for me, you know. So yeah. about six months ago, I kind of, you know, hit a point where it's now You're or like never. Enough like, is enough. Yeah, enough is enough. Yeah. And so now I try to get a workout in about maybe two to three times a week. That's same I, with me. Yeah. I feel like it's a win if I can do it that many times. 100%. Yeah. And, and that's enough, you know, because I came from nothing before. So totally. I, it feels amazing, you know, just to k- take care of my body again. I took a TM meditation course. and Amazing. And so I tried to get some meditation and I'm, I should do it every day and I feel the best when I do it every day. It's not always, not uh, always easy to find the time. Right. But I try to meditate, do some breath work. Yeah. And, and And I really, you know, this past six months I've really changed and and also with the nutrients and my food and like yeah. really thinking about what because I feel in yeah. your body because when I feel good from the inside then I also have more energy to run this this company and, and be a good mom and a wife and friend and and mm. all the things we need to be in life right totally it's so important to take care of yourself someone so said to important. me the other day like in order to be selfless, you have to be a little selfish. 100%. Like, we won't be the full best versions of ourselves if we're not doing no. a few things for ourselves yeah. here and there. What's the workout that you like to do? Or do you switch it up? I love... Have you done leg fit? It's like no. a tram- trampoline. Oh, I tried it once. That was so <laughs> hard. So hard. Oh, my God. That was so hard. Yeah, but, but I, I love think it. I went... I, I, I had Sunny... I think I was like three months postpartum oh, no, or something. That's, that's too... Too, too fresh. Yes. Yeah. No, so I love that. Yeah. I love Pilates. And yeah. then I do another, this little place here called Wola. And okay. they have like circuit training. So I, I try to just like rotate a couple of different things. Sometimes I do yoga. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just, whatever mood, I just try to get two workouts in a week. And, and then I pick from those four, right. four things um, and kind of rotate. Yeah. I think it's good to switch it up a little yeah. bit. I've been doing the same thing. I've just been doing like hot yoga all the time and it kind of works the same things. And I feel so good. I love hot yoga, yeah. but I'm like, I feel like you need to constantly switch it up to work new muscles. And, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, switch it up. How do you stay motivated when you're in a slump? You know, like when mm. when you get down or something bad happens at work, like mm. are there any mantras you tell yourself or like go on a walk? What do you do? How do I stay motivated? I think yeah. ever since I was a little kid, I've actually been writing down my goals in a in a book. And it especially helps when I'm demotivated or I feel sad or mm-hmm. kind of lost in life. Then mm-hmm. I really do this technique. So... I have this book that I, I try to write in it weekly, daily, like however often I have time. Mm-hmm. And I write down three things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Three things I've done good today. And then three things I need help with or that I can do better. Mm-hmm. And and it really like helps me to set my mind in the right direction again. Right. If, if I kind of fell off a path. And then... Yeah, so that's I think that's something I do, and maybe going for a walk that's also great. Yeah, you know, or working out it just helps you boost and get back, or or just go out with your friends and and have a and drink. Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This was so fun. So fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because I want to hear from you guys. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or anything more you want to hear about. Thanks. Peace in the streets.